Welcome to my listeners in the United States and around the world. This is We Live on a Planet, and it's episode 380. Wow, that ended. I cannot wait to get my Roadcaster Pro. Roadcaster Pro. That's going to be so nice. I'll be able to play intros and have it fade out nice and all that instead of just ending so abruptly like it did just now. Monday, April 13th, 2020. April is just chugging along like a train. It's rainy, though, currently here in the city of Oswego. It's warm, but rainy. 54 degrees. I think that's warm. You can tell I'm from upstate New York. Feels like 50. Highs are going to be a balmy 60, but it's going to be rainy. It doesn't stop until um, 1 or 2 o'clock this afternoon. Winds are whipping out of the southeast at 14 miles per hour. Nothing like the southeast. My thoughts and positive vibes are headed out to the southeast right now. A tornado has ripped through over 1 million people without power here in the United States in that area. So I'm thinking about my friends in Atlanta. I'm thinking about my friend in Houston and my family. My niece is in Texas, so I'm thinking about Alex. I'm hoping she weathered the storm okay. And I have friends in the Carolinas, so I'm thinking about them too. We didn't need this. You know, Mother Nature's really got us over her lap, doesn't she? She's giving us a beating, just throwing us a beating, that's for sure. So my thoughts are out there with you. Definitely. Stick around for the show, though. We'll, we'll try to cheer you up. We're going to do our best to try to cheer you up in this doom and gloom that it feels like is just looming over the world right now. We come back, we'll start off with our quote, and we'll dive into all kinds of other stuff and things that we normally do on our Monday and Friday show. Hopefully you checked out my Wednesday episode with Radio Mylar. Wednesdays are going to be interviews now, so a little bit different with the show you follow the show, you know that. If it's your first time here, thank you. I appreciate you stopping over. I'm glad you found We Live on a Planet. Yeah, but we've got a lot lot going on in the show. Stick around. We'll be right back. Good morning, my neighbor! Good morning, like I said earlier. Good morning. Maybe it's not morning for you. We, we do the show, We Live on a Planet. Who's we? Me. I do the show in the morning time, so it's currently early here in upstate New York. Maybe it's not early for you. Maybe it's later. Who knows when you're finding or stumbled across We Live on a Planet. Either way, I'm glad that you did. Here's our quote. Now, probably I would not hesitate to say that we've had this quote on the show before. With almost 400 episodes, it's bound to happen with repeats. Um, I'll, I'll see a quote and I'll like it and I'll share it and then it hits me. Did I share that already? Here's an example. My past couple uh, episodes, a couple, I think it was Monday's episode, I labeled it, uh, I think, never give up. And uh, (laughs) like three episodes before that one was one that said, don't give up. So not very creative. Different quote, but same theme. So it's Oh, well, sorry about that. If that happens, if if you've heard this quote before, maybe you just need to hear it again. Maybe that's why I'm sharing it. I'll do my best to weather through it without fumbling or having it turned pear-shaped. Here we go. When one door closes, another opens. But we often look so long and so regretfully upon the closed door that we do not see the one which has opened for us. Alexander Graham Bell, I'm guilty of that. I see black or white in my life. It's really hard for me to see gray. I'm trying to see gray, 
I've been trying to practice that for years and years and years because it's I'm just kind of when news hits me it hits me a little bit different than other people for some reason I'll just it will be like it's either all terrible or all great instead of seeing that gray and so a lot of times when one door will open for me I won't really see the opportunity because I'll so look so longingly on the door that just closed that I'm just regretful on it and I it's hard I'll tend to be stuck instead of trying to move forward and that's what I'm trying to do on this show and we live on a planet it's just practice my thought process be out here trying to share my positivity the best I can me being positive is going to put it out in the universe to me so I'm kind of trying to do that law of attraction by putting stuff out to get it back from the universe and I think I don't know maybe it's working I hope. Oh, hey, guess what? I'm excited. My commercial for Carpe is finished. It is not on the air yet. It's not on TV, but it is for up for viewing. So if you want to see my commercial that I was in, go to WLOAP.com, my website, and there's a link from there for YouTube, and you can see the commercial that I'm in, and it was awesome. I'm so excited and it was, it was a blast. It was such a great experience to shoot that commercial with them and give them my testimonial. And then to see myself in the ad was kind of strange and awesome and fun. And it's weird, though, because I shot all day. And so much of it didn't make the editing floor, which I didn't know. I don't know how it works. I've never shot a commercial. So it was kind of neat to see what spot they used or what part of my day shooting that commercial of what made it to the editing room. So that was pretty neat, pretty exciting about that. So yeah, check out WLOAP.com. You can see the Carpe commercial. It was pretty neat. Oh man, I was having dinner last night and I had a French bread pizza, Stouffer's French bread pizza, and I left it in the oven a little bit too long and I was really hungry. When it came out, I decided oh, I'm going to dive right in like an infant that's never had hot pizza. So I burnt the roof of my mouth and I'm like, oh gosh. And then since I left it in the oven a little bit too long, it was extra crispy. And so like the bread being that it was that crispy, not only did it burn the roof of my mouth, that hard bread like shredded the top of my mouth. And uh, I'm just like, what? You're, you're 50 years old. You should know how to eat by now. And I go to have a cup of coffee this morning, and I had it. And it was just like, ah. You know when you burn your finger, and then you go to do dishes or wash your hands, and that little bit of hot water hits it, and you're just like, ah, steam is making me angry. That's kind of the way it was when I drank my coffee this morning. I was like, jeez. I like French bread pizza, but I knew that was going to happen to me. That has happened to me before. Have you ever had that where you eat something that's crunchy and you're really enjoying it, but afterwards it's tore up the roof of your mouth? That's the way I am with salt and vinegar chips. I like salt and vinegar chips, but after a little while they start burning your mouth or your tongue. All right. Well, enough of that. Holy cow. This is goes, doesn't the show go all over the place? Yeah, sometimes we come back, we'll, we'll dive into other things. Stick around, stick around and blow, blow on your pizza before you eat it. I should have known that. What an idiot. I, I'll be right back. 
Welcome back, my friends. All right, let's head on over to the History Channel's website and see what happened on this day of history. We're just going to kind of skim, and if there's something that jumps out on the page to us, we'll open it up and read a little bit more about it. On this day, April 13th, 1997, 21-year-old Tiger Woods wins the prestigious Masters Tournament by a record 12 strokes in Augusta, Georgia. It was his first mate... Wood's first victory in one of golf's four major championships, the U.S. Open, the British Open, the PGA Championship, and the Masters. 21. Man, he's a good golfer, huh? I can't golf to save my life. I, I, can't, I, I can't tee off. I always whiff the ball. I miss it. I can putt and chip real well, but when it comes to teeing off, I can't do it very good. I remember going golfing before in high school with friends I think I was only in eighth or ninth grade and that was okay but I just I wasn't very good at it and then I went one time when I got older and I was in the drinking age and so and then it became it was just a drunk fest with some buddies and I was trying to tee off and I couldn't and my buddy's like trying to show me he's like here he stands and he's showing me how to do it and I'm trying to like get at the right angle to watch how he's doing it and he brings, <laughs> I got in the wrong spot, and he brings his club up on the backswing, not real fast, but all of a sudden, where I was, the position, right on the side of my head, it hit me, and I went right down to my knee. I said, all right, I'm done. This sucks. I just got hit in the head with a one wood, <laughs> or whatever it was, and it was not fun. I don't know. I just... It, I don't, I don't get it. I've never, I'm glad I'm not into that sport, I guess, because it can be expensive. <laughs> All right, here we go. 1870, the Met Metropolitan Museum of Art opens in New York City. The Met, 1870. Wow, that was a long time ago. Invention in Science, 1928. First nonstop flight from Europe to North America. First nonstop. Um, here we go. Ooh, here we go. 1970, Apollo 13 oxygen tank explodes. We talked about that not too long ago because that famous quote that is misspoken all the time where they say, Houston, we have a problem. It is what they actually said was, Houston, we've had a problem here. That's that famous movie that Tom Cruise, or not Tom Cruise, Tom Hanks is in where he plays uh, Lovell, James Lovell. That's a good story. Even though you know what's going to happen, that's a good movie. It really keeps you up on edge. You, you realize what those guys went through in those little Apollo capsules and what we were able to accomplish is pretty amazing. Uh, U.S. President, 1743. Thomas Jefferson is born, 1743. 1964, art literature and film history. Sidney Portier wins Best Actor for Lilies of the Field. Ooh, here's, this one's weird. I kind of want to open this one up. Natural Disaster and Environment, 1360. 1360, a hailstorm kills 1,000 English troops in France. A hailstorm. It's on so-called Black Monday, 1360. A hailstorm kills an estimated 1,000 English soldiers in 
Chancharles, France. The storm and the devastation is caused also it caused also played a part in the Hundred Years' War between England and France. Wow, isn't that crazy to just be to know that hail and the storm because these these troops were um, unprotected and then storm just came in and one described it as a foul day full of mist and hail. So the men died on horseback. Two of the Eng English leaders were killed in a panic set and among the troops who had no shelter from the storm. 1360. Wow. Uh, 1984, mass murderer Christopher Wilder dies by suicide. I was too young in 1984. I was only 14. I don't remember the story about Christopher Wilder. Wilder. Um, anything else happened? Oh, 1861. Union forces surrender at Fort Sumner. Fort Sumner. That's what started the Civil War, the battle there. And then 2009, former Major League Baseball All-Star Mark the Bird. Vidrich dies in a truck accident, sadly. That's too bad. That's a little bit of this day of history. When we come back, we'll uh, we'll jump on over to the fact site, and then we'll remind me to go to Word of the Day. So for my listeners that are abroad, that English is not your first language, we'll learn something. And it's also, even if English is your first language, to just strengthen our vocabulary. So stick around. We'll be right back. Welcome back. We're going to head on over to the facts site. And see what happened today. See if I had the Roadcaster Pro that would all just all tie in and be so seamless. I can't wait to step up my game when that comes. That should be here end of the month or so. I can't wait to get that thing. All right, springtime for some. It's all about spring showers, cool mornings, warm afternoons. For others, it's all about Easter and celebrating with the family. So I hopefully your Easter was good or Passover, depending on what you celebrate. For diehard chocolate fans, it's time for egg hunting. Specifically, I couldn't even say that. It's my own word. Chocolate eggs. Chocolate eggs for hundreds of years, a tradition of hiding eggs for children has been practiced all over the Western world. It wasn't until relatively recently in the 19th century that Easter eggs started to be made out of chocolate. One company was at the forefront of this bold new adventure. They would become, become known as Cadbury. There's that one Cadbury chocolate egg in particular that's captivated the hearts of kids all around the world. The Cadbury cream egg. Cream egg. Number one, though, cream eggs weren't always made by Cadbury. No. The first chocolate egg appears on the market were produced by a company called J.S. Fry of Bristol in 1873. In 1919, they merged with Cadbury, but their brands were kept separate. Cadbury produced their first products, such as Cadbury Dairy Milk, under their name, and Fry kept selling their product under their name. It wasn't until 1963 that Fry's released what we know today as the Cadbury Cream Egg. Initially branded as the Fry's Cream Egg, it wasn't until 1971 when the brands were completely merged that it came under Cadbury's brand 
and became known as the Cadbury cream egg. Do you like those? I, I do. I can only eat a little bit of them, though. You know, I can't eat a bunch of it. Cadbury cream eggs are the most famous Easter eggs in the UK. The leading market research group called YouGov found that while Cadbury cream eggs are only the 48th most popular confectionery in general, they were the most famous in the UK. The eggs were so famous, in fact, that in 2019, YouGov surveyed 3,584 adults from the UK and asked them how they eat their Cadbury cream eggs. 5% of those surveys said they go, they eat it all in one go. Ooh. While the majority said they eat their eggs in several bites. A surprising 28% of people surveyed said they like to bite off the top of their eggs, eat the gooey inside with their tongues before finishing off the chocolate shell. Yep, that's me. I'm that 28%. That's how I eat mine. I bite that top off, just scoop it all out with my tongue, and then eat the rest of it. But I can only eat one of those. They're so rich to me. Cadbury cream eggs are one of the UK's best-selling confections as well. Cadbury cream eggs are only sold in the UK during a very specific period of the year, from New Year's Day until Easter. This wasn't always the case, though. For a short period of time, in the 1980s, the eggs were sold year-round, but due to a lack of demand, their availability was re reduced to the current months. While the eggs are only on a supermarket shelf for such a short period of time a year, they are they sure are popular. It says they're the best-selling confection in the UK between the 1st of January and Easter with more than 2 million eggs selling every year. If you think that's crazy, get this. Annually, there are more than 500 million produced worldwide. And no, you're not just imagining it. Cadbury cream eggs have changed. If you're wondering why you don't like the eggs as much as you used to, Wonder no more, because back in 2015, the British Cadbury Company announced they were making some changes to the eggs. The chocolate and Cadbury cream eggs was originally the company's trademark Cadbury dairy milk. But in 2015, the formula had, was changed and they started using standard cocoa mix for their chocolate. To add insult to injury, Cadbury also reduced the number of cream eggs in their packet from six down to five. Uh, and then there, this was met with about as much public outcry as you could expect. As a result, analysts said that Cadbury had potentially lost at least 12 million U.S. dollars worth of sales. Wow. And then the last facts about Cadbury cream eggs. Cadbury cream eggs produced in the U.S. are quite different than the U.K. eggs. I would love to try a UK egg. So if any of my listeners are listening over in the UK, if you want to if you want to do me a huge favor, send me a Cadbury cream egg from the UK. Oh my god, I would appreciate it. <laughs> until 199 or until 1988, all Cadbury cream eggs were made equally and the world was in a good place. On that fateful year, though, the Hershey's company acquired the rights to manufacture Cadbury produced in the U.S. From 1988 onwards, all Cadburys produced in the U.S., including the famous cream egg, were made to a slightly different recipe. If you take a look at the packaging, you can notice it straight away in the ingredient selection. In products made in the U.K., the first ingredients listed is milk. In the U.S., 
made product, the first ingredient listed is sugar. This difference is really noticeable too. The majority of consumers who try eggs produced in both countries say the UK egg is far superior. Yeah, that's what I mean. I want to try one of those. Although Cadbury eggs have undergone a number of changes over the years, they still remain one of the most popular Easter eggs available. Yeah, it is thanks to the incredibly catching marketing by Cadbury companies, such as in a 2017 TV advertisement with a gorilla drumming to Phil Collins in the air tonight. (laughs) I don't remember that commercial. Maybe it's just the simplicity of the product. Calling back to the times when children used to hunt for painted eggs rather than the chocolate ones. Either way, these delicious eggs are here to stay. And we're glad they are. I, I know I like them. My wife loves Cadbury eggs. I like the minis. Those are, I would rather eat the minis than the Cadbury cream egg any day. So, yeah. Well, groovy. So we learned a little bit about Cadbury mini eggs or Cadbury eggs. And then when we come back, we'll, uh, I want to head on over to, um, the word of the day, if I can remember to do that. So stick around. I'll be back. Welcome back, my friends. All right. We are on word of the day app and here's the word of the day for us. If Delphic. I, if I could get it to play Delphic, D-E-L-P-H-I-C. It's an adjective. Unclear in meaning and difficulty to understand. Ambiguous or ocular. Here's an example. I asked him about his position on the issue, but he just gave a Delphic smile. Delphic. 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 Alrighty. So I want to thank our libraries out here in the United States too. Not that they're listening, a library, but the people working at the libraries. Because... um, Thanks to uh, 3D printing, a lot of PPEs are being made in the United States at libraries because of the 3D printers. Who would have thought that 3D printing would be able to save lives the way it is right now? It's sad that we're just, our workers on the front lines are struggling and, you know, they're fighting a war without ammunition. So it's, it's nice to see that libraries and other people are stepping up. There's a company or uh, somebody out in Ithaca, a husband and wife that designed some um, PPEs to be printed as well and then just gave out the design to everybody to use. They're right in Ithaca, New York. So I think that's pretty neat, powering together through this, working together through this. This is tough times that we're in. I know it's hard right now. Your life has been turned upside down, all the normal things that you used to do and you can't. Maybe this is all just to kind of put us in timeout for a minute, put us in the corner so we can really come back to what's really important in our life and all the things that we take for granted of going out with friends for a cup of coffee or going bowling or going to get your hair cut, all the things that we can't do right now, all those freedoms and those liberties that we have that have been taken away from us. Maybe it's to remind us that how important life is, how we need to slow down sometimes, take a step back, realize that we're only here one time spinning on this earth, traveling through space, and just slow down a little bit, and um, maybe that's what it is. 
I appreciate you coming on over to We Live on a Planet. I really do. I always say that, but I mean it. You know, I can't do this without you. Please tell a friend or family member about the podcast if you're enjoying it. Also, I am still running my giveaway. I want to give my prize away. So if you haven't subscribed to WLOAP.com, today's the day to do it. There's nothing that should be holding you back. I'm not going to sell you anything. I'm not taking your email and I'm not going to sell it to anybody or anything like that. I just want to give something away and I have it all ready to go. It's well, it's worth over $50 value. Maybe you brighten up your day during this time. So yeah, well, thank you so much. I appreciate it. And um, do your best today to stay curious, not judgmental the best you can, because that's what I'm going to try to do as well. All right. Take care, my friends. Peace. <laughs>